suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today's episode, our 120th podcast, is entitled The Death Match, Soccer Under Extreme Duress. And I want to make this clear. I have been watching, as much of the world has, uh, several weeks of the 2022 um, World Cup matches from uh, Qatar. And I watched yesterday uh, as Harry Kane, the captain of the English team, made and missed a penalty which sent England home in its match against France, knocking them out again in the quarterfinals. And I feel very sorry for Harry Kane. It all came down to him. And he not only missed, he didn't even put it on the goal. He put it above the net. And uh, I'm sure the British tabloid press is giving Harry Kane a great deal of criticism uh, for his big miss. But it did remind me that the pressure Harry Kane felt um, is nothing like that that existed during a soccer match that was made quite famous and has been made famous over time that occurred uh, in Kiev in the midst of World War II. And it occurred shortly after the massacre at Babiar, in which the Nazis murdered 33,731 Jews uh, during a two-day period uh, in uh, Babiar, which was effectively a ravine outside the city of Kiev. And post-Babiar, the culling of the Red Army units and German deportations of locals to forced labor camps following the fall of Kiev to Nazi Germany. German administrators assessed that the state of the morale of the citizens of Kiev to be understandably quite low, <laughs> and, and, and for good reason. And to assist in raising morale, which in turn might lessen Germany, German security risks and benefit German interests through greater slave labor productivity, the Germans decided to, to foster the development of a soccer league, uh, league in Kiev. And three former professional soccer players, including the former goalkeeper of a professional team, Dynamo Kiev, toiled away in, in what was called by the Nazis, Nazis bakery number three. And the keeper was encouraged to round up eight former teammates that were still alive in Kiev and convince them of the benefits to the city itself of establishing a football league where, where games would be played after work 
and on off days. I mean, these men whom, whom were older, had been traumatized, were not in the best of form and weakened by, by food rationing and exhausted by intense labor and worried about the fate of family and friends. And some had already been injured in the fighting, but they were still physically imposing enough to play soccer at a, a fairly high level. And they congealed these men into a league-dominating team. Um, FC Start, thus formed, that was the name of the team, went undefeated during the season. German army teams made up of, of soldiers and various support personnel were encouraged also to form teams and join the league as was a team consisting solely of Luftwaffe personnel that proved itself to be quite a good soccer team. And of course, Nazi teams were better fed, they were less stressed, they were better provisioned, and, and they had far fewer concerns about life in Kiev than, than did players who made up FC Start. Now, what I'm about to tell you um, has is a combination of truth and sort of apocryphal stories, but it is based essentially on truth. These things ultimately did happen. In any event, Nazi teams were well provided for, not as well provided for as would be the team you know, that Pablo Escobar had funded in the narco state of Colombia 50 years later, but they were well provided for nonetheless nonetheless, even in the midst of war. And given it was wartime Kiev, all was not going to end well for many of these FC start players. And, you know, as proved to be the sad fate suffered by the unlucky star of Escobar's Colombian national team, Andre Escobar, um, no relation to Pablo, whom would be shot after scoring an own goal in the in the World Cup. In any event, FC Start defeated a Wehrmacht team early in July of 1942. And one week later, they dispatched a Wehrmacht all-star soccer team. They then trounced a team of Hungarian soldiers. And these morale-boosting performances didn't escape the notice of Nazi occupation administrators in Kiev, who now worried that FC Start's success, they posed increased security risk for Nazi Germany. Nazi officials in Kiev now worried that their idea had backfired, that Yes, morale had been increased, but now the view of Nazis was diminished. Nazi officials then studied the matter and they contemplated disbanding FC Stark and then considered that disbanding the league in entirety might be a problem. Security status untenable. The problem needed to be addressed, though, somehow, and needed to be redressed. So Nazi officials concluded the security risk posed by FC Start's success would best re be resolved on the pitch. Undefeated FC Start was then scheduled um, to play an undefeated Luftwaffe side um, 
and they were informed prior to kickoff of the vast importance of the game's outcome to the reputation of Nazi Germany. This is pressure, way, way more than what Harry Kane faced yesterday. Assuredly, its players knew themselves to be under duress, under, under pressure. Local Nazi um, press apparatus played up the game, and it was scheduled for August 6, 1942. In a, in a, it was played up in a big way in Kiev newspapers. Vast press coverage of the upcoming game would only widen the spread of the result. Anticipated Lefebvre victory. That's what was anticipated, and that's what would be played up in the press. And press banners publicizing the match, Luftwaffe versus FC Start, were posted throughout the city of Kiev. And, you know, as, as you might imagine, um, the game took on a disproportional significance to the people of Kiev. Large crowds gathered well, well in advance of kickoff in support of what, in fact, was now a team that was representing not just FC Start, not just Kiev or Ukraine, but all Russia. The Luftwaffe um, players knew full well the match's significance, and visiting Nazi uh, officials um, personally, and I can imagine what this meant, they personally impressed this point upon several of the Luftwaffe players in advance of the game. And in a game played with an intensity level well beyond that of the average amateur soccer game or even those in the World Cup now, FC Start trounced the Luftwaffe team 5-1. to one. Despite all the advanced publicity, German authorities ordered the results not published in the Kiev newspapers. Of you know, of course, as you might expect, word of the FC Start's victory spread quickly throughout the city, and the Nazi supermen, a team consisting of Goering's hated Luftwaffe, had been thoroughly trounced, thoroughly embarrassed by FC Start. These were malnourished men. There was a real, a real sense of pride in Kiev in, in the accomplishment in a city that was reeling, desperate for anything to pump it up after the nightmares that Germany had inflicted upon the city of Kiev and its citizens over the past year. Now German authorities immediately voiced private concerns that the respect that was now afforded the FC Start players truly represented a grave um, security risk to Nazi administration. And adoration provided the, the players might inspire in the people of Kiev the impulse to resist, to a greater extent, Nazi authority. And this could not be tolerated. This significant security risk had to be uh, eradicated as expediently as possible. That was the determination of Nazi officials. So German officials just announced, they ordered that a rematch be scheduled. A friendly, yeah, okay, a friendly. On August 9th, 1942, FC Start players were required to play the game. They could not refuse to play. They must play. And Nazi officials informed them that the match would be held in the most public 
Arena Possible, Kiev's Zenit Stadium, and Luftwaffe players can't have felt less pressure than FC Star, FC Star players. Um, as the consequences to players on both sides were now obvious, it was, this, was no, this was going to be no ordinary soccer match. It was not a friendly football game. It was, it was positively Orwellian to presuppose this match to be, you know, in soccer terms, a friendly under any circumstances. And, and in these conditions, with, with tensions filling the stadium, similar to those, you know, that probably mirrored the 1936 Berlin Olympics, it's not unfair to claim that the game amounted to a proxy war between Germany and Russia. So, so much was at stake here. Nazi administrators appointed, as one might imagine, a Nazi official to serve as the official referee. And amidst untold, untold, unheard of, dirty play on the part of Luftwaffe uh, players, as anticipated, those fouls went uncalled. Went uncalled. And the Luftwaffe scored the first goal. Hmm. FC start players understood why Nazi officials had demanded the rematch and the importance of the outcome. It went way beyond a football match. And whether the whether the FC start players understood their their lives were at risk should they win the game is is really unclear. And, you know, having experienced so much Nazi menace in Kiev already, um, it's it's they couldn't have discounted the possibility that bad things awaited them should they win. Still, the the FC start players um, played on, and FC start scored three goals. At the, at the end of the first half to take a 3-1 to one lead into the locker room at halftime. German officials menaced FC star players in the locker room at halftime. They, it was clear now what was going to happen. They ordered them to throw the game in the second half or face the consequences, none of which could be good. I mean, that, that is perfectly clear here, and the players knew it. There was now remained little mystery as to their fate, should they defeat the Luftwaffe. But as Germany was learning on battlefields all over Russia, all over Russian lands, Russians are very stubborn people. Stubborn beyond reason even. They're hard to intimidate and harder yet to defeat, as the Nazis would learn. Both teams scored twice early in the second half. And with, with FC start up 5-3, to three, its best player, uh, a man by the name of Klemenko, uh, he dribbled the ball past the last two Luftwaffe defenders and broke in on the goalie, came in upon him unopposed on that Luftwaffe keeper. And he sidestepped the sliding uh, Luftwaffe keeper with a, with a very deft move, and Klemenko, a, a veteran of Kiev Dynamo, now, now he had an open shot at an open goal in front of him. You know, anticipation, the crowd was watching all this. And at the last moment, 
when it appeared Klemenko was just about to tap the ball into the back of the net. He suddenly, (laughs) and so unexpectedly, turned away from the net, and he drilled the ball back toward midfield. At that moment, the the frenzied crowd went literally nuts at this shameless mocking of the Luftwaffe team and all of the Luftwaffe and Nazi Germany and its officials. Nazi officials immediately called for the cancellation of the remainder of the match in front of the now maddened, delirious, screaming Kiev supporters. Oh, I wonder what morale was like now in the, in, in the aftermath of what would become known to history as the death match. FC Stark players suffered arrest, torture, killings by by Gestapo and SS security forces. Some players were sent off to concentration camps from which they never returned. You know, kind of of like an, an Argentinian, they disappeared. Nazi authorities announced that players had been arrested on, under the pretext that, that, that they were spies for the NKVD. Um, um, you know, and while, while known throughout Russia as the Fatal 11, not all FC star players disappeared or were murdered by the Nazis post the, uh, the death, death match with the Luftwaffe, though most were. There is, there is no record as to the fate, however, of the Luftwaffe players playing the game of their lives, whom literally had been humiliated and thereby had humiliated all of Nazi Germany. They, uh, I think they found out as Paul Revere and the Raiders would later sing, Kicks just keep getting harder to find. And I am sure the fate that awaited them was kind of like the fate that later awaited players who were tortured by the sons of Saddam Hussein when they embarrassed the country of Iraq. And so comes to the, we come to the conclusion of the death match, and I will return to watching the remainder of the 2022 World Cup uh, and all the pressure attendant on the players, recognizing that none of it will ever match the pressure that was felt by both teams during the death match in 1942 Kiev. Bye-bye. Sad game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Time can't be returned Misguided and all of my own At least that's what I thought I failed to see that I've been Just to do
gonna meet Two eyes that can't make you see It's the mind that paints all these pictures Like the mirage of the deserts I misread all the signals I never knew that I'd been lost I thought ghosts from way back in my past never knew how much it costs Just a drop of rain and a thunderstorm Another grain of sand on the beach A blade of grass on a mountain field Another car on a shower street Mistakes, just things that I've done I can tell and I've broken the heart Can she forgive me? Can she forget? Can she keep us from falling apart? I hope that she knows that I'm meant no harm My demons, they led me astray I trust that she will open her Yeah.